0: I'm Bethany and I'm Kristen and this is looking for the middle couch cast edition we are back guys
1: well kind of back it's still the middle middle mid-season middle season mid-season I've forgotten how to talk in the last the two break. weeks apparently sorry yeah mid-season break is what I was going for uh, uh talking is hard <laughs> anyway we're glad you're here we're glad to be here we are recording a bunch of couch casts today so we're just gonna Pick a number here and off we go. So our first listener question is
0: number, let's see, 13. 13. Lucky 13. Ooh, yeah. This is like the most broad one of all of them. What does it look like to be in a godly relationship? Oh, that is broad. Maybe we can just like break it down into a few categories
1: and like talk about, you know, maybe a few specific categories. What does it look like versus not?
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, so what's the first one? Okay, do <laughs> See, this is, y'all, what Bethany does. She has this phenomenal idea of, like, how to break everything down. And then she's like, okay, Kristen, go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just like to watch her face because she doesn't uh, think on her feet. No, super quickly, which is funny. You'd think doing this for two years, we'd be like, "Ooh, we're on top of things. We're not. So now we're officially stalling
0: for time. But um, that's the other difference is Bethany can talk and think at the same time (laughs) about something different. Whereas I'm like, I hope she keeps talking because I'm trying (laughs) to figure out what I'm going to say. That's funny. Okay, let's
1: first category. How about communication? Because that is a huge part of relationships. So how does that look in a godly relationship that it might not in one that isn't.
0: I think your conversations are going to center around that more. So maybe not necessarily even asking questions like, so, you know, what have you been learning in your quiet time recently? Or that, which is great to ask. I'm not saying it's (laughs) not, but it's going to be more like it just kind of comes up naturally. Not like it's this targeted thing of, hey, I've got to check all these boxes that you're so spiritual or you're so, you know, at this level of your walk with the Lord. So, um, like if he's talking about, oh yeah, when I met with my mentor the other day, we were talking blah, 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 or, oh yeah, my pastor was talking about this in church on Sunday or, oh, hey, I'm going to this movie night thing with my small group and some other friends. Would you like to come? Oh, the days before Corona. I know. I'm sitting here thinking like, what are people allowed to do? <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost, if you can... Hear those kinds of things that are just naturally woven into conversation, that's a good, um, benchmark is not probably the best word for me to use, but to think like, okay, this is actually uh, a really important part of his life that comes up effortlessly and not in a forced way. And that is then going to affect the way he talks, what he talks about, um, and that sort of, does that make sense? It does. And okay. I think when we're talking about a godly
1: relationship, that is comprised of two people who are pursuing Christ individually, who are now putting that together. And so when two people are doing that and doing it wholeheartedly, their communication with each other, like you were talking about when you're talking about the things of God, it's going to just be this organic part of of everyday life because your faith and your walk with Jesus is part of your own everyday life and your everyday decisions and your everyday everything. So it will naturally spill into what you talk about. But then I think almost, I don't want to say an even bigger part, but an equally large aspect of this is not just what you're talking about, but how you're speaking to each other when you're talking about other things. Are you kind to one another? Are you selfless? Are you understanding? Are you patient? Like, are you growing in those things? Are they becoming more and more, um, especially when you disagree? Are you seeing those things, or are you having these knockdown, dragout arguments where it's like, oh, oh, never mind, I forgot to be Christ-like. Like, that's kind of where you're <laughs> like, huh, let's let's talk about your heart here more than just the words you're
0: saying. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because confrontation was the next thing that came to my mind. Within communication is. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect in the way that you handle confrontation just because you're a Christian. But typically the way you're handling those tougher conversations, you're going to be able to tell if it's being handled in a godly way or not on his side and on yours. So if that's not the case, if, you know, there's a consistent loss of temper, if there's really poor language being used on a regular basis, if there um, is you know, going to bed angry, like all of these different things that you can go point back to scripture of like, these are things I should not be doing. When it comes to communicating with anybody, particularly with somebody that you're dating, you know, you really need to look for those things and it's funny how what is what's the saying about I always forget sayings but like the saying about like hot water you really see like what somebody's made of or whatever like when you put a tea bag in hot water it just brings out what's inside of it yes exactly so it's gonna be in those um, more high and low seasons of your relationship that you're going to really see the true character and um not personality what's the word I'm looking for I guess character. Yeah, like I think characters. The true, yeah, it. the true character of somebody come through uh, in its truest form. Mm-hmm. So pay particularly close attention when you're in those really high highs or the really low lows. What's coming out of the tea bag, so to speak.
1: Think of it this way: anytime there's heat being applied to your relationship, like from outside sources, what what is like you were talking about the hot water? What is brought out is what is in your heart. It's not. Well, you said this and it made me do this or this happened and so it made me react to this way or whatever. Those things that are, that happen, that heat that's applied to your life just brings out what's already in your heart. It brings it up to the surface. And so I think if you constantly see those things as your go-to reactions and your typical way of handling things, then you need to look at your own heart and get that right as you're pursuing this relationship.
0: I would agree. Another aspect, I guess, that we could talk about of what it looks like to be in a godly relationship has to deal with your other relationship. So how is this guy reacting to your friends, your family, you spending time with them? Is he in community? Are you in community? Those are all things I think we should be examining when we are in a relationship because we always say, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, you're most likely on your best behavior, and he is too. And so, if he, at, especially at the beginning, if he's like, he's really jealous every time you want to go hang out with your friends, or if he doesn't really seem to be prioritizing community in his own life, or, you know, fill in the blank, that's not going to magically get better because you had a two-year dating anniversary or because you got engaged or because you're getting married or whatever. So I would really encourage you to look for those things, you know, see how he – is he excited for you? And you're like, oh, yeah, babe, go hang out with your friends tonight. Have a girls' night. That sounds great. Hope you enjoy it. Or, yes, I would love to get to know your family better because I know that's important to you. Or, hey, I'm going to – I'm trying (laughs) – One of our guy friends told me to be careful how I talk as a guy because I don't <laughs> want to sound like I'm being degrading. She
1: has a funny <clears throat> a do- man voice. Dopey
0: man voice, and I don't want it to be like, oh, I'm dogging guys. So if I'm the guy and he, I'm like, hey, I'm going to you know, join a small group or I'm going out with my small group, great, then you encourage him in that. And those are good things to see in him, but those are things to look for The earlier, the better, honestly, but I think that will be evidence of um, godliness in his life that will only um, positively impact your relationship.
1: I agree, and I think a godly relationship as a whole is one that is not isolated. It, It sees the value in accountability. It sees the value in fostering those godly relationships outside of each other. Because when you date in that bubble of just you and the other person, that's all you see. Whether it's good things or bad things, they are normalized. And you might not want all those things to be normalized. You might need that outside look at like, hey, this is not the best. Or this is something that you should be working on. Or you're not responding to him well. Or things like that. You want that accountability from outside. And you also, though, on the flip side, want to build that community within your relationship too. I think a godly relationship is one that is focused on pursuing marriage. Now, you guys know we do not advocate for you to decide after two dates if you're going to marry the person, but you are dating someone with the end goal of marriage in mind, and that's what you're working towards, and once you're married, and especially once you have kids... There's not time to go, oh, let's go meet with mentors and let's go talk to this person and that person. Like You don't have time for that sort of thing. You are your community. So in that dating phase, a godly relationship is one that brings other people along, but it brings other people along somewhat for the point of strengthening the two of you together because once you're married, you are that nuclear community.
0: Now, that's so good. Yeah, because you become one and you're a unit and you're ultimately going to get to the point when you're married that he becomes the first person you go to when you're making a decision he He should be yeah and he's the one that you're making all of your decisions with together and it's not it's not like oh he's one of the four people that i'm gonna go talk to before i do this it's him first if you want to go you know consult a mentor That's fine. But ultimately, he's the God given authority that you have in your life now as his wife and not for him to lord over you and to dictate you, but for you to submit to and for you to make that decision so that it's what's best for you as a family. Absolutely. And that
1: doesn't and I know this isn't what you're saying, but I just want to kind of drive the point home. That doesn't mean anytime your husband says something you disagree with. You're like, well, he's just out of control with his authority because he (laughs) dares not agree with me, who obviously has everything all together. And so you're looking at his disagreement as a character issue. And so then you're going to go, you know, build up your ammo by talking to your friends or your mentors or whoever to then go say, oh, well, I talked to four people and they all agree with me or whatever. No. If you guys are talking and you're, maybe you see different sides or you just want some outside wisdom in a certain thing if you're going to go talk to your mentors or he is or you want to ask maybe a pastor or this or the other that should be with the full knowledge of your spouse not outside of it does that make sense
0: yes that makes a lot of sense and it's a fine line it well it seems like a fine line now but i feel like that's one of those things where like we'll get to uh, we get to talk about that from a distance because of our conversation sure. topics and stuff and you know You'll figure that out as you get married, Um, (laughs) and hopefully, yeah, you'll still listen to us even when you're married. We have several married people that still listen to us, but um, yeah, I think that is. I'm glad you made that distinction because Bethany can read my mind and she knows what (laughs) I'm actually trying to say. But ultimately, yeah, you're wanting to see how how is community building you up as individuals so that you can be a better community with the two of you as you progress in your relationship.
1: Yes. I don't, I'm not really thinking of any other big areas right off. I mean, I'm sure if we really prepped something for this, we could come up with some more things, but to just kind of close it out. One thing I would just say is in a godly relationship, ultimately you should both be becoming godlier individuals because of it. If that's not happening, something isn't right. It doesn't mean something's not right with the relationship. It may mean something's not right in your own heart, but it takes two people pursuing godliness to produce a godly relationship. And so if you're not seeing an increased, you know, sanctification, if you're not having a, a love for the word and wanting to spend time in that, if you're not wanting to pursue Christ, if you're not, that's not becoming more and more dear to you because y'all are both pushing each other towards that, then I think probably there needs to be some reflection and discussion and looking into maybe some hard issues there.
0: I would agree. I think we also have, this is kind of a side note, but kind of not on the docket for our next season, uh, an episode on how do you balance, like, not idolizing the guy you're Mm. with, but also being grateful for Mm -hmm. him. And this kind of falls into that of, you know, if he is – ultimately pushing you towards like being better and sanctification and all of those things that's going to help you with that mm-hmm. and whereas if he's pulling you away from christ then that's where he becomes mm-hmm. an idol and then your relationship with the lord gets strained so we'll yeah. hopefully dive into that a little bit yeah. more when we get to that episode yeah i think yeah. i think there should the be a
1: lot of room to talk about that because there's a the whole issue too of like examining your motives and making sure that you're not reading your bible and going to all the small groups and doing all the things that you're supposed to checking all those boxes because he does and you want to impress him. Like there's some motivation issues that are really easy to get muddled there Absolutely. too. So we'll talk about that another day. Yes, we will. Okay, guys, we will be back next week with another couch cast, but I think that's it for today. So until then I'm Bethany and I'm Kristen, and this is looking for the middle.